The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, seekers, mystics, keepers of the flame. You are tuned to The Open Door, which is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And, and I'm Sid Bennett. Yes, we have a confirmed Sid Bennett sighting. In the, in the flesh. <laughs> a good, to have, good to have you back here, Sid. Thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the focus of today's program, uh, we've titled it, The Holy Spirit, Your Constant Companion. And, you know, we all know that there are many voices in the world that are clamoring for our attention. And it's up to us, those of us who, who aspire to a level of self-mastery to be able to listen to the right voices. And sometimes what we've referred to, I think, as the signal-to-noise ratio can kind of get the static a little bit higher and the message a bit lower. So we always want to kind of calibrate what we're tuning into so that we're getting the signal rather than the noise, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. I mean, we're bombarded. I mean, I don't know, maybe you know, Tom, the number of you know, advertising type things <clears throat> most people are exposed to in the Western world every day. Oh, it's but nice. it's staggering, especially if you spend any time on, on the Internet. And I think it's what it does, it takes us away from our ability to discern that presence of the still small voice within us, of the Holy Spirit who is ready to nurture and guide us. I mean, why did Jesus make such a big deal about the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I mean, uh you know, what? why is the Holy Spirit so important to us? Why did Jesus promise the coming of the Holy Spirit as the comforter? I mean, does, yeah. that appeals to me, you know, yeah. the comfort of God and so yeah. forth. <clears throat> and so what do we need to receive and be present with the Holy Spirit? And, of course, the fundamentalist churches have their perspective on that. But make no mistake, the, the Holy Spirit is a real tangible force. <clears throat> There's an individual that holds the office of the Holy Spirit. It's like the President of the United States is an office, an individual fills it. There's an ascended master by the name of Maha Chohan, being a great Lord, who is in that position and is the personification of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to think of it just as a, as a wind that has no identity or form to it, but as a very tangible focus of the presence of God. And the Holy Spirit is not something to be neglected and is not to be avoided. It's to yeah. be embraced. You know, one of the very sweetest ideas that I heard when I was first introduced to these teachings was that at our birth, it is the Holy Spirit who breathes life into us, that animates us as we emerge into the world. That lights the flame, our threefold flame. Lights the flame, exactly. I, I just find that a wonderful image to kind of maintain because that flame is what we nurture all the time if, if we're conscious of it. Indeed. So, by the way, you mentioned, you know, the still small voice within. I want to make sure that it's clear that there are there are numerous voices within. There's the Christ self, our holy Christ self. There's our guardian seraph, our guardian angel. There are others as well. So the Maha Chohan, the Holy Spirit, is not perhaps the only one, but it's the chief one as, as our lives unfold. And it, it, it helps us, the Holy Spirit helps us on the spiritual path. I mean, of course, the angels and the masters help us too. But sometimes I think the Holy Spirit gets neglected a little bit <clears throat> because it is somewhat undefined for people. And so by able to personify it and, you know, read and study the dictations of the Mahachohan, the mysteries of the Holy Spirit start to unfold. 
Yeah. And it's these mysteries that will help us on the path of following Jesus, of following our Christ self on the way on the journey home to God. You know, of course, one of the mysteries that we've all been introduced to in the West for sure is the idea, the concept of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And how interesting it is when you said that sometimes the Holy Spirit seems the least tangible. Well, it probably is. In many respects, the least tangible. The Father is tangible as as God, the lawgiver, the Son, the Christ self, the, the, the universal Christ self. And the Holy Spirit kind of pervades everything else. Yeah, it's kind of mystical, you know. It's yeah. like a cloud, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the flame. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, you know, of course, we refer to the Father and Mother God. But, you know, you have the Father, Mother, God, you have the Christ of Jesus and within each one of us. But God saw a need for the Holy Spirit. Yes. So there's, there's, there's something out there that's worth pursuing and exploring. And just as we know, there's imposters of Jesus, um, there's imposters of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And so you want to get the true thing, the real thing, so to speak. And I think all of this comes down to an openness in our hearts a willingness to take time to hear God. How can you hear God if you don't set aside time every day where it's quiet, where it's peaceful, where you don't have 10 things pulling at you? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can be driving the car or watching TV and be attuned to the Holy Spirit necessarily. <laughs> Maybe some people can, but I couldn't, that's for sure. It's a little tougher for sure. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so part of this spiritual path is taking time for that attunement yeah. and that awareness. Um, it's not just enough to say, I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's nice, but the devils believe and tremble, you know. <laughs> so it's putting it into practice. Yeah. And this path is for those that want to experience God, not just for the sake of experiencing it, but as that step and journey home. You know, when we were starting out the program today, I kind of, in my own mind, had the voice of the Holy Spirit in air quotes. But really, I think it's responding to your, your thought earlier about the tangibility, intangibility of the, the Holy Spirit, it is very tangible. And that one of the ways I think you can discern whether you're hearing the right voice or not is, is it a good thing? <laughs> you know, we've said many times before that the will of God is good. It's a simple test to measure whether or not what we're being prompted to do, to think, to say, is it aligned with our higher self? And, and you know, <laughs> Mrs. Prophet explains in her <clears throat> the lecture excerpt we'll hear today, sometimes people, they, they have a battle within them between their mental body or their yeah. mind <clears throat> and the spirit. And she points out where people are so used to following their mind, which is useful in many cases, there's no doubt about it, but on the spiritual path, you really have to follow the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes the choice you're, you're encouraged to make may not be the one the logical one that you're thinking in your head or the one that you want. And, you know, it's very convenient to say, you know, somebody wants something. Well, I prayed and I feel this is the will of God for me, you know, but not take the time to really listen. Well, and there's a certain humi- humility in listening rather than presuming. I mean, the will of God <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, however you want to describe it, is the greatest friend we have. And so, therefore, we have to be willing to surrender and listen. And surrender just means giving God priority in your life instead of your human consciousness or what your specific needs are at a given moment. So it, it's, it's a path, it's a journey. And what I love about the teachings of the Ascended Masters, they're incremental. You can start where you're at. God will meet you where you're at. You'll get only the tests that you're prepared to pass and take. But if you follow those in sincerity and love and, and attunement and working with the Holy Spirit, I mean, you do make progress. And, you know, there's mysteries of God, yeah. you know, that you, God will reveal to you because you are making the effort. 
and striving and so forth. And I, that's what's so exciting about this path. You know, the ascended masters aren't done growing. They're being taught the mysteries of God. Yeah. <laughs> so it never ends. So, but we got to start someplace. Well, I want to go back to this concept that we started with here with you know, the Holy Spirit as your constant companion. The Holy Spirit is not here one day and gone the next. Constant companion is literally that. The Holy Spirit is part of your divine DNA, if you will. It's part of who you are. And as you express yourself, being animated by God's energy, is the Holy Spirit who is that flame that continues to go on and on and on in in that secret chamber of our heart, as you pointed out, Sid, not our See, the secret shame of our brain. <laughs> <laughs> and by using the power of the spoken word, which we're encouraged to do in these teachings, mm-hmm. we we speak it and we, we can talk to the Holy Spirit. We can say, beloved Mahashohan or beloved Holy Spirit, show me and guide me whatever is the next best thing to do, either for the day or for the moment or for the hour. But I think it's interesting. I remember one dictation of I said the first requirement to see the Holy Spirit is the cosmic honor flame. Yeah. In other words, you got to be honest with God and honest with yourself. That doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. But the Holy Spirit will not linger when we make free will choices to go against what we know to be the will of God or the laws of God. It's simple as that. The Holy Spirit will withdraw. Mm-hmm. And so he's not there. Yes, he's there in the, in the threefold flame within our heart. But in terms of our walking and talking with him, what we do matters. In other words, we have free will. And if we choose not this path, the Holy Spirit's not going to be present in a way that will make a difference in our lives. You know, yeah. it's good to, I think, to be gently reminded that we can't do this alone. You know, that it's good to know that we have companions and allies and friends and mentors and guides who can be there with us when we need to. You know, the longer I'm on those. the path, the longer I realize that is true. Not that I, I didn't doubt it at the beginning, yeah. but this is a path <clears throat> You know, if we could have made it on our own, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because there's too many tests, too many ways to get tripped up, and too many forces that oppose our victory. And unless we have clear vision and that attunement, you know, and I think, I know when I found these teachings, I didn't understand them. I mean, I got a glimpse of them, but it was the vibration and, and the prompting that I had, you know, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going until you gain that understanding and that wisdom. And the Holy Spirit is a big part of that. Yeah, and, the, and there are elements of these teachings that, that are just like you say, just a little bit beyond. But there'll be something there on the plate that you can assimilate and uh, and make a part of your world. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the key concepts there, again, is comfort. It's comforting to know that we're not alone. It's comforting to know we have an ally who knows the way home. And, you know, uh, God is not a tyrant, you know. God has his laws, but he loves us, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we want to grow in that love, we just can't bask in the love as much as I like that, <laughs> yes. you know. And it's okay to bask in the love sometimes, but it, this is a cooperation. We're working with God. We're working with the Holy Spirit. We're working with our Holy Christ self. Note the word work. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, my father worketh, I worketh. And so that's key to the path. Well, we wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, it's, you know, the fundamentalist belief that Jesus did everything for us and we can sort of sail into heaven you know, on his boat, it's just not quite true. And it takes away the dignity of our own path and our service and our Christ self. I am accountable. Yes, by the grace of God, I shall make my ascension. But I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do the work I need to do to get there. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, you said the honor flame is a key part of this experience. And it certainly is. You know, one of the other things I wanted to kind of remind everybody about, too, is that every day, every hour, every minute, we're choosing and we're choosing whether or not we're going to follow the 
air quotes again, you know, the right, the right path. The honorable thing. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, the thing that we know is right. Right. There is that part of us. We've talked about Maitreya's three Ds, determination, discrimination, discernment. Well, we're back there again all the time. That We need to know by discernment what is the right path, what is the right choice. We need to be determined that we're going to follow that. And we have the discrimination to know the difference. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a pure heart. You know, if you're heart. sincere, um, you know, and you're striving and willing to learn lessons which is part of this path, yeah. God will work with you. He's not saying you have to be perfect, but he is saying you have to make the effort. And, you know, loving God. I mean, why would we do this except for the love of God and God in each other? Yeah. Um, and not, every, not everybody wants that. But I think many of us reach the point where we see, I mean, especially if you believe in reincarnation, everything we've done, we've done <laughs> not once, but a thousand or a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Right. You know, this is not getting me where I want to be. Maybe I should do something just a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, when it comes to doing that the right way or the best way, being able to discern and to tune into the, vibra- the vibration of the Holy Spirit is essential. So we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we'll hear an excerpt from a lecture on discerning the vibration of the Holy Spirit. Don't go away. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, 
back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the honor flame, the vibration of that still quiet voice within that tells us what to do, how to do it, how to do it right. And in the following lecture excerpt, Elizabeth Clare Prophet cuts right to the heart of the issue, equating the Holy Spirit with love. Listen. Love is the Holy Spirit, the wind that bloweth where it listeth. And because it is so, we must learn to know the vibration of the Holy Spirit in person through the Maha Chohan, so that we will not be led here and there by false love, by psychic vibration, which is a vibration that deviates from the flame of love, but appears to be love. The psychic draws people by the sympathy and the sucking in of the solar plexus. So we must be prepared to be moved by the spirit, not by the spirits. Frequently, students come to Summit University saying they hear voices telling them to do this and to do that. And I tell them they must surrender these voices and these contacts until they have a greater self-mastery. Nine of those voices may be correct One may be the liar that will be the undoing of a lifetime. So at a certain level of non-discipleship, non-discipline in the way of Serapis Bay, one must shut out the voices and begin a path of genuine self-mastery. Following the Holy Spirit takes an acute sense of inner spiritual hearing, You need to be able to listen to vibrations. Listening to the sound of the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's not listening to a voice. It's listening to God moving you. Of your knowing what to do by the very movement of your mind and your being toward a certain direction. Indeed, the commands come from the Lord. But the tuning in to direction is tuning in to the vibration of the matrix and then following the vibration. I was looking for a loved one in a giant shopping center the other day. And my mental body said to go in one direction where I thought they had been. And all of a sudden, my heart tuned in to the heart, the blazing heart of this loved one. And I knew exactly the position simply by the vibration of the heart. And I had to stop and be still almost in amazement at the power of the Son of God in the individual heart of Achila a sun so blazing that it eclipsed everyone else in the entire shopping center. And I walked straight to the point unerringly, and I thought to myself, how wondrous is the accuracy of the vibration of God? How wondrous is the Holy Spirit? How wondrous is this path whereby we can send signals, not as the Indians did with smoke, and not by Morse code, but by the beaming of the heart. So it is amazing to realize that the Holy Spirit will move us 
But if we are not ready, we do not follow it. When we are used to the scientific method, the empirical method of the mental body, we do not trust the leadings of the heart or the Holy Spirit. I was talking to a chila who made a decision. The heart pulled one way and the mental body said something else and because the mental body could not understand the heart, the chila made a decision on the basis of the mental body and then found out to his great sorrow that it did cause a great burden and a hurt to a particular person. And so in discussing this subject, I pointed out that everyone goes through this. It's learning a new form of communication. It's learning a new form of leaning on that arm of the spirit. And it is never psychic. It is always in the heart. And it is a vibration. It is the teaching and the prompting of the Christ self but it is not always a voice speaking in sentences. It is the prompting. After all, language itself is not needed at certain levels. And God does not always commune with us in language, but in vibration and in thought forms, sometimes in pictures, sometimes in maps, sometimes in intensity of a light ray which gets interpreted through the functioning of our system as language. So there is a period in discipleship when you are learning what is the movement of love. How love will move you to know that love is a person, the person of God as the Holy Spirit represented by the Maha Chohan and know when you are functioning according to a mental pattern, which is the computer of the lower mental body that you have trained and programmed with certain information and experience patterns that leads you to make sensible decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. And that computer functions well to a certain point, but it does leave off. And sometimes this computerized mind has an identity called the carnal mind, and it resents that the soul is now going to be led by the Holy Spirit through the heart and through the Christ self. So it becomes very loud and very critical of the still small voice of the heart and of its vibration. And so then there seems to be a war, and then you have to decide whether you will separate yourself fearlessly from leaning upon the known and follow the unknown but very sure sound of the heart. Every disciple of the Great White Brotherhood receives this training over and over and over again until you can be trusted to trust your heart to know its vibration, to know the reading of that vibration, to answer and follow it. Now this is a very important point. It's all right to make mistakes for a while. It's all right to confuse the two, but after a time, you are expected to know. And alas, I find that disciples who have been on the path a decade still tell me, well, my Holy Christ self told me to do that, but I didn't do it, I did it this way. 
and then they will say so with a, a slight amount of regret, but then they go on as if it's okay to do that on a regular basis. Ignore your Christ self and do what you think is better, and then come to find out later you might have saved a couple of hours if you'd listened. Well, it's much worse than that. You might have saved someone's life if you'd listened. You might have gotten something done on a certain schedule that was necessary to the brotherhood. It's very costly to your discipleship to not follow the dictates of your heart. And when you don't, you are in a state of this altercation with God. And when you do not, you see, you are not trustworthy. You cannot be trusted by El Moria that each time he puts that ray on your heart with an intensity that cannot be ignored, it's like a phone that keeps on ringing until you answer it. When you feel that much moment and presence of God and you ignore it in favor of your mental body, you do not have a Guru-Chila relationship with the Ascended Masters. You have not yet been accepted as a Chila because the basis of the relationship is trust. You absolutely trust El Moria that when you put a ray on his heart and ask for help, that he will help you, and he does. And when he puts the ray on your heart and tells you what to do, he expects the same loyalty, the same trust, the same immediate answer. So if you have a problem of saying, shall I do this and shall I do that, and you're always able to see both sides of the question and never arrive at a decision, you have a heart problem. You have a serious heart problem. And sometime or another, it's going to be a physical heart problem. So getting your heart right with God is discipleship. And the heart decrees, the introit to the Holy Christ flame, the third ray decrees, the pink section, St. Germain's, I am the light of the heart, shining in the darkness of being. All of these things are for the cleansing, the purging, the purifying of the heart, accelerating it as that place of holiness to the Lord. Your heart is your great communicator with all worlds, and the other direction is the same. Your heart is the great communicator of the Ascended Masters with you. Your heart is the open door to the Ascended Masters stepping through the veil. So this is a real foundation of chilaship. Follow that love wherever it may lead you, knowing that you were not created to serve the loaves of materiality, but the living bread which came down from heaven and which is within you, testifying to your spiritual origin as a son of God. Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. This is when the Jews said to him, our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. And he was speaking of the living bread. Well, bread is someone that everyone eats. It's the bread of life. It's the wheat. We all need Christ but most of all, we need to eat the living bread. We need to assimilate the word. A lot of food for thought there. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up, are good motives good enough to obtain a positive outcome? Please stay with us back in a moment. 
Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit our constant companion. And uh, I want to jump to kind of a thought here real quick, because this is segment coming up is about 13 and a half minutes. Don't want to obscure it by talking too much. But, you know, the old question we've all often heard is, do the ends justify the means? And the truth is that all of man's works are tried by fire, which burns away the real from the unreal. Here's more. Countless dedicated people exist, but they often tie their energies to the wrong precepts. Many feel that if their motives are good, even if they should prove to be wrong, they will still attain. Let them recall the perception of St. Paul, who long after his illumination by me on the road to Damascus declared, The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Blessed ones, good motives are better than evil, of course, but the refining action of the sacred fire preserves the good and changes all the rest into a returning current of energy, which itself goes back to the God source from whence it came. The returning energy once utilized by man's will and now released is a loss to that life stream 
Love and truth abide forever, and whatsoever ye shall build that is not upon the rock of truth shall indeed be washed away in the torrent of divine love, which carries back to the source all that needs purification, and yet cannot move the solid bedrock of divinity itself, against which the gates of hell cannot prevail. We have to awaken to the startling revelation that the good motives are not enough for the path of discipleship. One must have correct action and a definition of selfhood. One must have the right use of energy. If we have a good motive, but we don't get the job done, where is the fruit by which we will be known and by which we will be judged? Nevertheless, it is true Good motives are better than bad ones, but don't be satisfied. I notice that when people make mistakes in service, that it is very easy for them to say, Oh, I made a mistake. I'll go back and do it right this time. Well, we cannot forever be making mistakes and having to redo our lives. You see, we are expected to be masters in embodiment. We have to make up our minds to conquer the subconscious failure syndrome. We have to build the bedrock of divinity here because the fire will come. It will strip us of all else. Something is going to have to be left when that initiation comes. And what is left is that part of the soul that has merged with the I Am Presence and therefore cannot be consumed by the fire. Now that fire will come to all of you. Paul said the fire will try every man's work of what sort it is. So you can expect the initiation of the sacred fire in your life stream any minute. Any minute of your life. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. So you may have a sense of loss when your works, being incomplete and imperfect, are consumed. But you will be saved because God sees that you are actually not your works. So the works are tried, then you are tried. And you will also be saved by the sacred fire if the fire finds the fire in you and therefore it does not consume it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, my words shall not pass away, and each disciple who shall anchor himself within the heart of the word of God's eternal truth shall likewise abide forever. Do you see, blessed ones, how that true discipleship can never be false? It must go deeper than the surface and have real quality existing beneath the surface veneer. You can never fool your true self and the genuine disciple will not try. Of this you may be certain that disciples are still being made and are sorely needed today to carry my word and radiation and the power of the sacred fire to men. Heaven does not intend to spurn you. Remember my parable of the lost sheep. However, let this opportunity be regarded as the highest and noblest of endeavors. 
exalting every facet of a man's being. It is never impractical to be disciples of the great masters and of the holy disciplines of the great white brotherhood. It is never impractical to be disciples of the great white brotherhood. Now you have to figure out how to prove that that is true and not go around proving that it can't be true. It is true if you want it to be true. You can lead a very practical existence and be a disciple of the Great White Brotherhood. In fact, you should be practical or you will be a disgrace to the Brotherhood. All else less than this high calling must pale into insignificance once the truth of all things is realized and known. Those of you who today would be disciples, let this word from our heart initiate a resurgence of your spiritual aspirations and know that with God all things are possible and you can and shall be called that which in reality all are, children of the Most High. Primarily, you must establish a hallowed sense a holy sense of the reality, the tangibility, and the blessing you can obtain and bestow on others as a true disciple of God's great brotherhood of light. How do you bestow a blessing? You bestow it by breathing out and letting the perfume of the aura of God change the room, change the day, change the life of someone. Let your hearts be humble, yet unafraid, desiring to perceive your errors only enough to correct them and your virtues only enough to express gratitude for them. Then I am certain that you will find the grossness of human concepts giving way to the expansion of eternal values within you. And subsequently, as your views change to those of heaven, the reality thereof shall enfold you as a mantle of power. A disciple is one who is disciplined and whose course is parallel to my own. To each such as this I lovingly call brother. Welcome into the family of those who consciously present themselves to the eternal will and purpose, saying, Here I am, send me. Here we see very clearly that Jesus expects us to parallel his path, to do the things he did quite naturally. May the light of heaven bestow its shining reality upon all the earth through you thereby blessing every heart each day. I am lovingly offering the mantle of my own Christ perfection to lives as much beloved by God as my own. Can you take that in? Can you believe that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? You have to believe that to be his disciple. Discipleship means that your teacher wants to transfer to you all that he is. You can see the shifts in consciousness that people must make, and you can see how you yourself must become 
made in this image of God because by your becoming the vibration of this one pearl of wisdom, you will be able to speak with conviction and people will receive the Holy Spirit because you're a funnel for it, because you are this teaching. You can only teach what you are, what you have become, because teaching is transferring a vibration. It's like when the piano tuner comes, he keeps on playing the note, keeps on playing the note till it vibrates right. Well, you're transferring your inner sense that has come through listening, your knowledge of the sound of the note of the virtue to this person, and you can feel that this person needs to be tuned so that the note will be there at the right vibration. Right vibration here, right vibration here, things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. That's how you get equal to your master. So it's more than listening and agreeing. There's an assimilation process. It's eating the bread. And when you eat the bread, it's like the little book. Sweet in the mouth, bitter in the belly. It contacts something unlike itself, something that vibrates differently. The vibration of the bread of life has the power to bring your being and consciousness to its level of vibration, but you must allow it. There is a giving of oneself. There is a surrender at the same time that there is a guarding of divine identity. Surrender does not mean that you suddenly become a jellyfish. It means with a sense of absolute godhood, you are willing to change and you must be willing to change else you will not retain the Spirit of God. I must be willing to change every day. Every day God wants me to change and I must overcome my resistance to change which is the inertia of the human flesh. The bodies that we are all heir to and the errors of the consciousness of this vibration we are in. There is always the resistance to acceleration, which is why you need will in these chakras. Why you need power in the solar plexus. Why you need to be able to thrust off from your chakras that which is of the world, which would depress them. I am lovingly offering the mantle of my own Christ perfection to lives as much beloved by God as my own. Some people just cannot believe that God loves them as much as he loves Jesus. You will have to prove to the world that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now, can you imagine yourself saying this to someone? Why, God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. So that's not quite the right way to go about it. <laughs> but you can walk around so radiant and so full of joy and so charging and be so successful that it becomes very obvious that God loves you very much. And it is not necessary 
for people to know just how much. Because as much as they see him loving you, they want to be loved that much. And they will be if you show them how. Can you believe that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? We'll ponder that for a moment. We'll be back after a short break. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. In that that last segment, there were a number of very arresting concepts that were presented. And one of them that really stuck with me was you can only teach what you are, what you have become, because teaching is transferring a vibration. Yeah, it's not the words that you say, it's the vibration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I can speak to that when I first found these teachings. I didn't, as I mentioned before, I didn't understand it, but there was a vibration there yeah. that resonated with me. Indeed, I think this is really important for today's entire thesis. We're talking about heart and trust, discernment, vibration, the flame of the Holy Spirit. It all kind of comes out of that same level of it is what it is. It isn't what it sounds like necessarily or what the words are that describe it. It is vibration. And people have first impressions. Somebody may be saying exactly the right things, <laughs> but the vibration is off, and and we recognize that. And what happens is people say, "Oh, well, I, I don't know what that was, but he, you know, he's a nice guy or something like that." You know, but you have to read between the lines, so to speak, and read the vibration. Um, and you can't be a teacher unless you're you've already personified that. Well, you know, one one of the points that was made was that it isn't the words necessarily; it's moving us in the right direction. That the promptings of the Christ self in our heart is what is the key and the essence of that vibration that does move us toward the right choice. And that we can't decide. So I think uh, Mrs. Prophet made a couple of references to the fact that there's a war sometimes between the mental body and the heart. And trying to decide which is the voice you want to respond to, you always have that choice. Right. And some people will, you know, they they get uncomfortable having to make a choice. And so they'll take the easiest way out. And I think we shared before that the, when the Brotherhood is trying to reach out to someone in embodiment, they typically will give them three opportunities. And after the third one, they'll stop unless that person calls to them. So it's important to recognize when that opportunity comes and to act upon it. Yeah. So is that the Holy Spirit, really, that's uh, speaking to you on those three well, I think, opportunities, you know, maybe? Whatever the manifestation is, a yeah. specific master, the Holy Spirit, it's, I won't say it's one and the same, but it's, it is that opportunity. And so what the Holy Spirit does, it allows us, 
because I think that vibration is so unique and so powerful that it allows our soul to respond if we will let our soul do it. If yeah. we will. And you know, one of the choices that we do make, and this is kind of brought to light today again, is that if we in fact seek discipleship, if we seek the opportunity to manifest the love, the light that we, that we carry, then it's, I think the quote was, um, getting your heart right with God is and discipleship. You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, many people, when they have great pain, they can't resolve things, and so they turn to something like alcohol or yeah. marijuana or whatever it is, you know, to, to dull the pain. That's why they do it. They're in so much pain, and yet, of course, that is so counterproductive in terms of, <laughs> of, of their own path and resolving issues. Perhaps no one's ever told them there's a way out of this, and, and there's things you can do, no matter how dire or difficult the situation might be. And I think that's an important message because some people will harden their hearts and not allow the voice of the Holy Spirit to come to them. Why? Because they don't want to change, you know, or they're afraid to change, you know. And I think that's uh, people in some ways may want something, but they're they're nervous about the unknown. Everything has to be very predictable. My dog likes everything very predictable. <laughs> and if, his, if her routine is upset, she doesn't like it, okay? Well, if we get into those kind of ruts, um, how can we hear the Holy Spirit? How can we be listening to the Holy Spirit? Mrs. Prophet said we must be willing to change daily. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a one-time event. Um, and everybody likes our comfortable routines. But you know what? If you want to go home to God, you've got to allow God to take you out of that comfort zone sometimes for your greater good and the greater good of those around you. Yeah, and I think El Moria, I remember hearing that if El, Mor- if El Moria says jump, you, you should high. jump. <laughs> yeah, how high do you want well, to I think, jump? Well, I think Mrs. Prophet made the point that he will give you what you ask for. You can trust him to do that. Yeah. And he, in turn, will expect you to manifest the same level of obedience. Yes, that's right. And, and that comes out of trust. You're not going to obey someone that you don't trust, are you? No. I mean, you know, a tyrant can impose obedience, but, you're, you know, that's not true obedience. Obedience is out of love and recognition. And not fear. You know, that you trust someone, trust this path, trust Jesus Trust our Father, Mother, God, the Holy Spirit, and and keep going. You know, I want to, if I may uh, shift here, Tom, to the thing about Jesus loving us as much, excuse me, the God loving us as much as he loved Jesus. Oh, go there for sure. And uh, that's a good way to get blasphemy um, (laughs) charges against you and some of the (laughs) typical churches. But think about this. What it means is that we're worthy. Yes. There's something in us that is worthy that God would love us that much. So put aside the weight of condemnation that's been on the light bearers for centuries in the Western Christianity, that you're a worthless sinner. Paul says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, we agree with that. We all have karma. We all make mistakes. But we are not by nature sinners. You know, because Adam and Eve even fell in the garden, that doesn't make make me a sinner at birth. And so this adds a certain dignity to our personhood. And it, we have to honor that love and honor the God that was in us. And how do we honor that? By the way we live, by the way we think, to what we do, by doing our very best to be an instrument of that love that God. It's, it's a two-way street. Yeah. It's not just us, you know, getting on, as I said, the, the Jesus' ship and cruising into heaven. You know, God loves us, but there has to be, a res- we have to receive that love in the purity it's given and then use that love not only for our own path, but to help our brothers and sisters. You know, in that context, there was a question asked in a previous program that was, uh, what does my I am presence think of what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that when you 
attempt to learn to favor the esteem of God over the adulation of the human. I mean, that makes a lot of difference right there. You know who you are. Well, go ahead. I, yeah, well, I highlighted something. It's, it's very costly to your discipleship to not follow the dictates of your heart. And so your heart is what listens to the Holy Spirit, what has the ability mm-hmm. yeah. to hear that. A- absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, a willingness to do that is key to making spiritual progress. And, you know, we think that, you know, we can sort of cru- go on cruise control. You know, I got a good job. I got cash flows pretty good, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, <clears throat> but, you know, now that's the time to start banking the fires of the will of God. Because when our karma returns or in situations where people around the world, people are in situations in their countries where they don't have the freedom of religion, don't have the outer support that, that we might have in, in America, you know, they need that inner light. They need that inner connection. And I think Mrs. Prophet said, you know, you have to have a portion of God in you for that, you know, portion of your soul to be in, in your I am presence to, to ensure your safety and protection. So it's enlightened self-interest. But it's more than that. It's what we want to do because it's the path God has chosen for us. We've been denied that path for how many embodiments? Yeah. Denied the true teachings of Jesus Christ. Now they're here. They're available. Let's take advantage of them. I, we don't know that they will be available again in our next embodiment or the one after that. This that is, is the time to work. Work while you have the, the light. <laughs> and it's a joyous path. It's a one of great you know, inner strength. It's challenging, but don't just sit around on the couch waiting for God to do something for you. Get up, be proactive, put time in your day to listen to God, pray to God, you know, get on your knees every night. God, teach me. Holy Spirit, guide me what my next step is. How can I be of greater service? How can I be a better husband, wife, son, daughter, whatever? How can I do better? How can I be an example of the world so that my vibration conveys to others the love of God? Not because of my human consciousness, but because I have made myself a chalice of that light and that love. People will have hope and they'll know there's a way out besides whether it's alcohol or rock music, whatever deadens their souls. There's a way out. Yes, and I think remember that we are not alone. That is returning to the thesis of our show today, the Holy Spirit, the constant companion, is the comforter, that we can indeed walk and talk with the Holy Spirit, with that small, still voice within our hearts, and allow it to guide us and take full advantage of the opportunities we're given. Yes, and I've sometimes asked the Holy Spirit to speak a little louder, please. Yeah, you turn up the volume? <laughs> I'll turn down the commercials if you'll yeah, turn up your indeed. voice. Well, yeah. any closing comments? We've already reached about the end of our hour, and we're good good to go. Good to go. Well, then, Terry, how can they reach us? They can reach us at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, we uh, sometimes I, I facetiously make this comment about the path being occasionally difficult. Well, though that may be true, really what we're saying is this path is so worth it. It's a path of joy. It's a path of opportunity. There's nothing like else. There's nothing like it. So embrace it. Enjoy it. Be grateful for it. And we hope to hear from you sometime soon if you want to. And otherwise, God bless you all. And the the, the path may sometimes be a little teeny bit of a smidgen difficulty. (laughs) The rewards are out out of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. 
Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week 